the free for all roundtable. Round two. On the round table, we have Adjua and Sia Yabois, News Talk 1010 personality and traffic specialist. Toronto City Councillor Brad Bradford is here as well. And uh, Joe, are you going to join in on this discussion? Sure, why not? All right, Joe Christiana will weigh in. I always like his opinions because he's a dyed-in-the-wool New Yorker, so they tend to be fairly firm on a lot of things. Uh, let's start with the, uh, the current scandal that we're uh, dealing with here, and that would be at Queen's Park, where a second cabinet minister, who I will freely confess, I'd never heard of, uh, resigned yesterday. And we're told by Siobhan Morris of CTV that the Premier will hold one of those sort of everything's okay press conferences later on this afternoon with the entire cabinet standing behind him. Uh, let me start with Adjua and Sia Yabois because you have a fairly sort of um, ground level perspective on a lot of issues. A lot of people have said nobody cares about this scandal. But I think by the time you got two cabinet ministers and uh, a head of staff, who have been fired, you've reached scandal proportions. Uh, yeah, you have. And I think it's it's hitting people in a different way and then throwing Vegas into the mix and massages. People are interested and they want to figure out what is going on. This is just not a good look at all uh, for the Ontario PC party. That's how many mis- ministers in a very short period of time that are resigning and the optics just look bad, and we know that in politics, optics are everything. So, uh, yeah, this is this is not a good thing. And they just Ford, the Ford government, really has to figure out what they're going to do going forward. The only the good thing I will say, and this is giving kudos to the Ford government, they didn't wait. They didn't wait. They didn't drag this out. He resigned, and now maybe they can sort of move forward and. I don't know how that's going to happen because this is not going to end anytime soon. I think they just should follow the recommendations and from the integrity commissioner and just move forward. This is just a stain and it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, and Joe Cristiano, I mean, it was only yesterday morning at 7.05 that uh, John Woodward joined us to talk about Vegas, Manny's Petties, massages, and boom, by the end of the afternoon, the minister was out. <laughs> well, it, it kind of seems like they realize the the scandal train is uh, adding a lot more cars to it and it's getting to be a big problem, but this is kind of like the old boys club way of doing things back in the day and you know like that doesn't fly in this world anymore but that seems to be just it's it's a business deal to them and that's just how business deals get done at the massage parlor yeah there you go brad bradford your thoughts well i guess uh, the joke's been made but what happened in vegas didn't stay in vegas and this is this is the scandal that sort of keeps coming now Um, Look, we're all for housing, and I think at the beginning of this conversation, they were really leaning into the housing argument. Um, But there's lots of housing that needs to get built in the city of Toronto. We've had an MZO request for a ministerial zoning order on a supportive housing site in Willowdale for almost two years now. Uh, Our official plan updates for new density targets have been sitting with the minister uh, for more than a year now. So, you know, if this is truly about housing, there's lots of opportunities to do housing uh, that don't include contentious greenbelt lands. They got to put this thing behind them because to their credit, they have been making a lot of big moves on housing, which I think will translate into more affordable housing built quicker down the road. 
but this is uh, this is coming up the works right now, and it's all bad. You got to get off it. Okay, and I mean, housing is part of your portfolio. It's also part of your specialization since uh, you're an urban planner. Um, let's get the last word on this thing. Uh, that Bonnie Lissick says we don't need to open the green belt. I've also argued that the future of housing is multiplexes in urban centers, not taking over farmland and building single-family homes. I think that's generally right. Um, you know, we have to bring the the density and the in- intensification where we have the infrastructure. You know, there there will be need for different types of housing in different parts of the province, of course, and that will include suburban development. But you got to remember, every time that you open up those lands and and subdivide areas, farmland, there's servicing requirements, there's roads, there's infrastructure, community centers, hospitals, schools all of that stuff and it, it becomes extremely expensive and ultimately leads to more congestion and stuff down the line so growing in the cities growing where we've got the infrastructure and we can concentrate those investments that's the way to do it well a related file would definitely be this study from the ontario real estate association it says young people are deep in debt from their university studies and many of them are thinking i can't afford to live here i'll move elsewhere uh joe cristiano i don't i don't know what your student debt status might be i know you're a renter but uh, i mean you're a relatively young guy it's zero okay. i was very fortunate to uh you know go through school on scholarship but i mean i i would leave ontario if my partner would let me she refuses to let me but i would pick up and move to you know a city that has a much easier and cheaper cost of living like leave Montre- us? yeah i'd go to montreal in a heartbeat where i can get a four and a half and just live out my life very inexpensively compared to here wow okay it's almost a declaration of war uh brad bradford you know do we have to turn things you know make changes in order to make housing more affordable to young people or is that just life in the big city no, of course we do. It's it's absolutely essential. You know, in the campaign, I talked about you don't have to move to Hamilton. Uh, and that was really just speaking to the, the drive for affordability, the flight from the city to find more affordable options. This report, of course, points out that Ontario in general is a very expensive province. And uh, I think the biggest ticket that everyone is is facing when it comes to cost of living is housing, especially new grads. So, you know, the Board of Trade has come out and said last year we had 50,000 individuals leave uh, the GTHA in the flight for affordability. And what you have uh, from Mr. Hudak today echoes that sentiment. People are are they are going to where the opportunities are, of course. But affordability and cost of living is a key determinant. If you're coming, you know, out of university and, and you're landing a job forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, um, you know, it's it's a good salary. But with the cost of living in our cities, you can't afford to to work here. And the biggest risk for Toronto and all the cities here in Ontario is that those folks who are making economic contributions, growing our productivity, growing our tax base, that they are leaving. That is when the core gets hollowed out. That's when we have a concentration of poverty and wealth and and the middle class is no longer here. Adjua, I don't know what your status on housing or student debt is either, but are you going to join Joe Cristiano and say that you want to leave? (laughs) No, I'm I'm going to be in the GTA for pretty much uh, the rest of my life, pretty much. I have no student debt. This is many moons ago. And I will say going to school when I did, going to university, graduated in the early 2000s, it was a lot more affordable and there are a lot more um, services in place for people to pay back their loans and pay them back easily on time. There were the grace period when I remember when I graduated was 
was more than a year. It wasn't just six months. And you could actually write and get it extended longer so you had time to make money and accumulate and to pay back. This is just getting lost on the province and uh, the federal government. I know that there is no interest on student loans. And I know um, the Aura report is saying that one of their, they have a couple of suggestions, but I think the biggest one, once you get rid of that interest rate, you will help people survive and be able to pay back these loans because they are astronomical and the cost of going to universities or even colleges now are so expensive. They're, you want to get the higher education, but you're going into a debt situation where you can't afford, forget buying a house. You can't even afford food, groceries, and clothing, just your basic necessities. So something has to be done. You're absolutely right about tuition. I have to say, when I was going to university, and I appreciate I graduated in 88, but I think I was paying like $2,000 a year. So I paid that out of what I made during the summer months. Um, let's move to a civic issue. And Brad Bradford, I'll start with you. I appreciate it's not your ward. Um, but residents are insisting that noise is out of control on King Street West. And I certainly appreciate that neighborhood has evolved and it wasn't the party central that it has become. But at the same time, this is like complaining that you live on 52nd Street in New York and the traffic's really loud. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely the downtown core. It's definitely uh, an evolution of the entertainment district. But I think the point uh, that is being made here is bylaw enforcement is not happening. And we see that all over the city time and time again. City council has a tendency to actually just pile up more things for our enforcement officers to do. Uh, I, I point out to the new study and work underway for us to enforce a two-stroke motor ban, which seems on lawn equipment ludicrous to me. But I think people get really frustrated when they make a call for enforcement and they hear back from MLS, yeah, we'll be out there in two weeks. Well, you know, the noise is happening right now. It's 1130 at night. I'm trying to put my kids to bed. I don't see, need to see it in two weeks. I need to see it in two minutes. And that is where the city is coming up short on these things. Um, there is a noise study uh, bylaw review underway as part of the work for our, our nighttime economy. We know it's an important part of the core and small businesses have really been struggling. But we do have to find a way to live together. And uh, and that comes down to making sure we have the resources to to enforce the bylaws that are on the books. Joe Christiano, you said earlier this morning you were breaking out the world's smallest violin. Well, thank you. Yeah. I was gonna be... <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, you know, I know Brad said that, you know, you putting your kids to bed at 1130 at night, but you moved into a building where the bar is on the first floor. I think you knew what you were getting into. So if you have kids, you probably should be moving out to a Etobicoke or Scarborough or just somewhere that isn't living above a bar. You knew you knew where you were moving. And I know, yes, back to the cost of living around here, but it'll probably be cheaper if you leave your apartment that is sitting above a bar. Okay. Now, Adjoy, it can be argued that the neighborhood has evolved considerably in the last five, ten years. So maybe some people didn't bargain that it was going to be as party central as it has become. Well, then you were living in space because this has been going on since like the late late 2000s that king it used to be where our workplace is at richmond um and queen in that area but now it's moved to king and it was happening that time bars were continually building up there was a slew of bars along king street west so if you were moving in and there weren't that many condos so you moved in at a time that you knew that this was party city party city and what happened is these people that were probably in their 20s and partying a lot ended up getting married, stayed there, had children, and now they wanted to change because of this. So 
I agree with Joe. You knew what you were moving into. Just accept it. You moved over a bar. There's going to be noise. People are going to be partying to all hours. This is just part and parcel of it. Uh, passengers, according to a survey, think that Pearson sucks. And uh, I don't know which of you on the panel have used it of late. Joe, I have to say my experience at Pearson has been fine, but maybe it's because I have a Nexus card. Yeah, I mean, speaking of airports, it sucks. Have you been to Newark? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Pearson is not terrible. I mean, there are delays, there are problems, but they seemingly are improving. I mean, if the survey was conducted last year when every flight was being delayed and canceled, I could say, okay, maybe you have a point. Yeah. I mean, Adjua, this reminds me of those surveys we do where we say, what's the worst road in Ontario? And I always say the worst road in Ontario is the one you're on right now. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I can say I went to Portugal last year. My experience at Pearson was horrendous. Uh, everything was delayed and we didn't end up getting out of um, the GTA out of Toronto like two days. So we lost two days of our experience and it was a nightmare they lost my luggage there was a whole lot of things that happened and i try to avoid that airport like the plague because there's something when it comes to me something bad always happens there so i can just say that i'm not, I'm not a big fan of yeah, all right 30 seconds on the clock i don't know how much you travel brad bradford not a whole lot but i i did uh take a flight this this summer and doing it with a two and a half year old and a two month old at the time went to pearson and i have to say uh the folks were pretty helpful we look like that family that's just about to have you know kind of a nervous breakdown you got all the luggage and the strollers and the car seats and uh folks were very gracious both the fellow passengers and the staff so uh you get through it but nobody loves going to the airport and i don't think uh pearson is any exception to that sentiment Thank you all. Good to have you. Joe Cristiano stepping in for a missing panelist, but it's nice to have your views. Adjoy and see you, boy. You'll hear on traffic and Brad Bradford, Toronto City Councilor. Catch the roundtable. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.